What will the Braves do with Charlie Morton? What will Charlie Morton do? And how does that affect the rest of the offseason for the Atlanta Braves? We'll discuss that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at BravesToday.com, where I've written an article talking about Charlie Morton, which we'll do on today's podcast. Make sure you also follow this podcast on social media, Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, feedback that you have for the podcast. I try to make this as interactive with you as possible. So make sure that you do send in your questions there. We have our mailbag episode coming up on Friday and during the off season, I'll do a lot of the, these episodes live on YouTube as well. If you want to come and join and be a part of that as well and ask questions during the podcast. Thank you so much for all your support there. You're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You're watching there, hit the thumbs up button to help continue to support the show. Thanks so much for all of you who listen, listen, watch, whatever you do, however you consume a Locked On Braves podcast. I appreciate all of your support. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Getting started on today's episode, we are going to talk about Charlie Morton because I think it's one of the biggest pivot points, decisions that our Braves or Charlie Morton rather is going to have to make early in this offseason and will go a long way in determining what the Braves will do for the rest of this offseason and what their offseason plans look like. I don't know that you can do too much until you know what's going to happen with Charlie Morton and for all these contract options, which we'll talk about on today's episode, as well as Thursday's episode, all of those have to be decided within five days after the world series. And by the way, the world series is set. It's the Rangers and the diamondbacks, just like we all thought would happen. So that's going to be a very fun, interesting matchup. It'll be nice to just sit back and enjoy the world series. I don't have any teams that I'm cheering against, although Rangers fans uh, in my mentions on, on uh, Wednesday uh, kind of being a little annoying. But either way, I'm excited to sit back and watch that series. I think it'll be a fun series, two really you know exciting, fun to watch young teams, some young studs on there, and Corbin Carroll, Evan Carter for the Rangers. So really looking forward to that matchup. But five days after that ends, which again, it'll be done You know, Friday. Uh, latest it'll go is the next following Saturday. So Five days after that ends, you got to decide on some of these contract decisions. And again, in my mind, the biggest one is Charlie Morton. So we're going to talk about that today, why the Braves should keep him, why they should let him go. Um, thanks so much for all those who are able to join live. We got Fernando, Joe Mee, Jeffrey Humphreys, uh, Robert, Kevin Capps, uh, Car Carlisle Road, AG7 in here live. Thank you so much for being here. Let me know your thoughts on Charlie Morton whether you want him back, uh, whether you think the Braves should let him go. Let's discuss the option first and foremost. It's a $20 million team option that really might not be a team option at all because Charlie Morton is 39. He's about to turn 40. He could very well say, this is it for me and hang things up and you know would be well-deserved after a very good career. 
uh, kind of was a late bloomer, but certainly had a fantastic career, some big moments, a couple of World Series in there. So certainly deserved and understandable if he wants to just call it a career, go home uh, with the family and let that be it. So certainly would understand that if that's a way that he decides to go with this. But if he doesn't and he wants to come back, then it is the Braves ultimate, ultimately the Braves decision to say, do we want to pick up this $20 million option? Do we still think he is a good value at that price? And again, where Charlie Morton said in his career, you may have to incentivize him a little bit to come back. And I think 20 million certainly does that in playing for a world series contending team. I think certainly does that a group that I think he really likes to be with. So if he wants to come back, I think the Braves pick up the option and I think they bring him back. I think they think that highly of Charlie Morton. So I think if he does want to return and he wants another year, I think he does come back. Jeffrey Humphrey saying, I hope Charlie comes back. Um, and others in here, Lee Carter saying we need good pitchers. I don't know if you're saying that Charlie Morton is one or not, um, but I think if he wants to come back, I think he does. Look, he's coming off a, a 2.7 war season for a pitcher, which is really solid, a 3.64 ERA. 1.343 whip is very, very high. A lot of that due to walks, but still 183 strikeouts and 163 in a third inning. So let's start there. Reasons to keep. Charlie Morton for 2024. Again, assuming he wants to come back, here are the reasons in my mind to pick up this option. If you got some reasons why you think he should come back, let me know in the comment section below, whether on YouTube, watching the replay, or if you're watching live, let me know your thoughts on why the Braves should bring Charlie Morton back. The Braves in particular, I think love having him around. And I think it's why they've given him $20 million, which is a pretty fair price for the value he's given, although the last two years, you could say it's more of a, a mid-rotation starter and a guy that's been kind of up and down. We've talked about his consistency, inconsistencies rather, um, throughout these last couple of years. But even more so, the Braves love having him around because of his leadership in the clubhouse and his ability to help mold the young pitchers, which I think he's given the last two years uh, that he's been here, or last three years that he's been here with the Braves. Is that still needed? Uh, with this group, do they perhaps need a, a new voice, a new veteran in the clubhouse to maybe give them a little bit more juice? Because while he's a great guy, he's not necessarily a, a vocal guy. He's not somebody that's going to get you fired up. And we've talked about the mentality for the Braves going into the postseason that maybe they need that jolt in the clubhouse. And I'm not saying Charlie Morton isn't that uh, or, or saying that he can't still be a, a good leader. I certainly think he is. But when we're talking about reasons to keep him, I think that is one reason to keep him is because he is such a good you know, leader, uh, a calm presence in the clubhouse over a 162. And I think he does a great job you know, helping the young pitchers and teaching them things as well. He still gets it done on the mound. I mean, despite the inconsistencies that we've talked about, you know, at worst, you figure Morton's going to give you a, a 4.2 ERA, which, you know, in in today's game, with the rules changes, that's not a terrible ERA. Um, and again, that's what I probably think is worst case scenario. That's more like his 20, uh, 22 numbers where, where his ERA was in the fours. I think he's probably somewhere in between 
the four point the three point six he was last year and the four point three he had the year before that. I think he's probably somewhere in the middle, maybe a four one. Still really solid production, and he's going to give you at least one hundred and sixty innings, and that's valuable. Now, last year was the only time over that stretch that he didn't reach two hundred strikeouts. He's going to give you a lot of strikeouts. Probably if he pitches one hundred and sixty innings, he's going to strike out one hundred and eighty batters. So that's good value. And again, the innings is a big part of this. It's a big key. Over 162 games, having starters you know that are going to be there every fifth day and give you innings, pitch deep into games, and give you a chance to win, that's very, very valuable. And Charlie Morton gives that to you. That curveball is still one of the best in baseball. It had a run value on Baseball Savant of 25. That is just absurd. That's how good is the best curveball in all of baseball. Uh, Blake Snell was second with a run value of 22, and the next best guy was at 15. So that tells you how good this Charlie Morton curveball is. Batters hit just 177 against this curveball, and they whiffed against it 52% of the time they swung at it. 52% of the time they swung at a Charlie Morton curveball, they swung and missed and came up empty. It is still a lethal, lethal pitch, and you got that dominant of a pitch, you can get hitters out. and the other thing I'll mention here too is who are you going to replace him with? If you're not going to bring back Charlie Morton on a one-year deal at 20 million, who are you going to replace him with on the free agent market? We can't really assume trades at this point, but who on the free agent market are you going to replace him with? You know, Clayton Kershaw is maybe the only other guy out there that maybe you'd pay a high AAV to and get on a one, two-year deal. I find it highly unlikely that. Charlie Morton, or sorry, Clayton Kershaw, rather, is going to leave uh, Los Angeles. I think if, if Clayton Kershaw is going to continue to pitch, I think it's going to be in L.A. You look at some of the other top free agent starters out there, Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Eduardo Rodriguez, Sonny Gray, possibly Jordan Montgomery in that tier as well with what he's done in the postseason. All of those guys are going to cost you just as much, if not more, probably more in the case for many of those, on a per-year basis, and you're going to have to sign them to a much longer deal and anytime you sign a starting pitcher for a lengthy deal three years or more you're asking for a lot of risk pitchers are just very volatile and you know you can miss an entire year or a year plus from those guys so it's just very risky even you look at the profiles of Aaron Nola uh you know he's coming off a rather disappointing regular season as great as he was in the postseason it was a pretty disappointing regular season for him you look at Blake Snell he's Probably going to win the NL Cy Young, but many people expect that there's going to be a lot of regression for Blake Snell going forward. So none of these top free agents come without some risk and some question marks. Why not already go with the guy that you know and aren't comfortable with, and it's on a one-year deal, which is you know a lot less riskier than some of these other big contracts you're going to have to give out. So I just think the value for Charlie Morton is still very much there, even at $20 million on a one-year deal for a guy you know who's going to give you innings, he's going to rack up strikeouts, and he's going to give you a chance to win. While there may be some inconsistencies in there, we've seen the past couple of years, he's very capable of going out there and throwing six, seven shutout and just dominant innings like we've seen as well over the last couple of seasons. So I think those are the reasons to keep Charlie Morton uh, again, I'd like to know, you know, hear your thoughts, why you think the Braves should keep Charlie Morton. Sam Lester says, I want to see one more year from Charlie. Uh, see some of you saying, get Blake Snell. Braves got the money, says Lee Carter. Um, 
AG7 says, I think it's more likely he retires and plays next year. They have to send another reliable vet either way, though. Um, Joe Mixon, no to more than at 20 million. If it's 12, okay, but he just doesn't show up late in the season. We need to be smart with that money and get someone like Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> a lot of a lot of hype for Jordan Montgomery right now. Um, Joe Me started 30 games, uh, top 20 in ERA, top 30 in strikeouts. Yes, he still gets it done. Um, so I think a lot of you are kind of on the same page. Lance says yes to Morton, but the 20 million is a bit steep. I, I agree. The 20 million price tag is steep, but it's one year. And again, you kind of got to incentivize Charlie Morton a little bit to come back. Otherwise I don't think he's coming back for, for 12 million. Maybe that uh, seems a little petty. I, I don't know, greedy, whatever you want to call it. But I think, you know, I think 20 million is probably what it's going to cost. I don't think he's going to take less than that to come back. And I think if he doesn't get that, he's probably just going to retire. So again, I think given the option, the Braves will take him. And I think there are some very valid reasons to take him, but I think there are some very valid reasons why you wouldn't want him to come back. We'll discuss those next. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today from unrest in the Middle East. You got fires, hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, and more. I know in the spring here in, in Alabama, we get a lot of tornadoes that can be dangerous, and I've seen the effects of that throughout my lifetime. That's why it's so important to be prepared when these disasters strike. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can customize your Jace case as well and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. I got my Jace case in the mail not too long ago. A lot of great stuff in there. My wife was just blown away by the stuff that they include in there. The process was super easy to go through, fill out a form. Sometimes you may have to talk to one of their specialists, but I didn't have to, was not the case for me. They sent me my Jace case. Again, took about a week, very simple process to get it all done. So go to jacemedical.com, enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. You can also purchase gift cards for family members or loved ones as well to make sure that they get a Jace case of their own and make sure your family members are also prepared when disaster strikes. World Series starting up this Friday. You can listen to all the action with SiriusXM on the SXM app. We talked about the reasons why the Braves might want to keep Charlie Morton around. Now let's take a look at some of the reasons why they might want to let him go. First thing is, obviously, you can do a lot with that extra $20 million. See a lot of you... Uh, in the comments saying, you know, would you go get a, you know, a Trevor Bauer? I'm going to have to do a Trevor Bauer episode at some point. Everybody talking about Trevor Bauer. So I'll probably do a breakdown on that at some point. Um, Sam Lester talking about Sonny Gray. Um, you know, a lot of other, other people in here talking about what the Braves could potentially go out and get. Several of you have mentioned Jordan Montgomery uh, as possibilities. I'm not saying, you're probably not going to like what I have to say about this, but what I would do with this with this money, I'm not going out and signing one of the top guys. Uh, I'm not going and signing out the Blake. Going, I'm not going out and signing the the Blake Snells, the the Aaron Nola's. Probably not even the Jordan Montgomery. I think he's going to get overpriced in this market. I'm not going after the Sunny Grays. I'm not going after any of the top 
starting pitching free agents this offseason. Nobody you sign is going to supplant Max Fried and Spencer Strider at the top. Everything starting pitching-wise revolves around those two. And look, Max Fried wasn't great in this past postseason, but they won the only game they won was the one that he started. Spencer Strider was great in his two outings. They were not the reason the Braves didn't win in the postseason. It was the offense. Now, I understand you got to fill out this rotation and you could use some more depth there. It would have been nice to have a reliable starter in game three to give you a chance there. I completely understand that. I would not go after any of the top guys. I just think it's too much risk involved there. Unless the Braves just want to go out and, and spend a ton of money and spend stupid money uh, like the Braves do or like the Phillies have said they've done in the past and did, I, I would not do that. What I would do, I would use this money to go out and get quality depth in the rotation. I would see if you could get two guys with that money. Uh, I'd see if you could get a Lucas Giolito on a, on a short deal as he tries to reestablish himself and maybe his market after you know a bad second half after he got traded. I'd see if you could get a Lucas Giolito and maybe a Jack Flaherty, two guys you know looking to to rebound and, and kind of get their careers back on track. I, I'd see what you could do. Yes, there's some risk with those guys, but there's also huge risk in giving any starting pitcher a big deal. And maybe you get those two guys on a little bit less money for some fewer years, and maybe one of them puts it together. You know, Luis Severino kind of fits that that mold as well. Maybe you get a combination of a Michael Lorenzen and a Kyle Gibson, you know, pitchers that are going to help you get through 162, and, you know, perhaps they, they help you in a postseason game as well. Look, if the Braves get to the trading deadline this year, and it just they don't have that number three behind Strider and, and Freed, then I think you, this year Alex has to push the chips in and go find – you know, a legit number three starter somewhere. But for the 162, just because there's so much risk involved with starting pitchers and there's just not a there's not a pitcher out there on this market that I just completely trust to give all that that money to. Uh, Matt, Mock, Mock, Matt Mock talking about Yamamoto. I don't even know that. I mean, Kodai Single was great this year. You never know how international free agents are going to be coming over. Uh, Matt Mox also says, I'm willing to, to take the risk. We need a dog. And he, um, but I, I just, I, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, and we can certainly disagree uh, and have that conversation. I would not go after one of the top guys. I'd go after quality depth. I'd see if I could get two guys who you know are going to give you innings, perhaps guys that maybe with a little bit of upside that you can get a little bit cheaper, and you just add to the quality depth in your rotation and hope one of those guys figures it out or maybe one of the young guys in the brave system comes up and figures it out so that's what i would do with the, with the money and i think that could be one reason to not to, to not bring charlie morton back is to use that money and just create some quality depth in the rotation see if you can go out and get two guys to help you out there the other reason is there's some legit concerns about Charlie Morton. And, you know, is he finally declining? I know he's a late bloomer, but he's going to pitch next season at 40 years old. It's just it, father time catches up with us all. So he is certainly going to regress at some point. While he did a good job lo lowering his home run rate from 2022, and it couldn't have gone anywhere but down, a major concern is that walk rate. It's gone it went from, 5.9 to 7.7 to 8.7, and then all the way up to 11.6% walk rate this past year. It has continually gone up the past four seasons, and that is troublesome, and that's signs of a guy who's losing command, as you typically do later in your career. 
While he still is an elite strikeout pitcher, that's also declined from 26% in the last two years, or 28% rather, to 25% this past year. So you're seeing signs of decline. His expected ERA, you know, while that stat's not perfect, it was near a full point higher than his actual ERA, telling you perhaps there's a little bit of luck in there. Most of that probably due to the, the high walk rates. And if he's more like a four starter, is it worth 20 million? I know we've talked about that some in the past, and some of you have mentioned it here already. If he is a 4 1 ERA guy, is he worth 20 million? Even if you're going to get 160 innings and 180 strikeouts, maybe 10 to 12 wins, is that worth 4 million? Could you get that out of somebody else for cheaper? I think that's certainly a question the Braves are going to have to look at and evaluate. And again, just the final, you know, key reason why maybe you would not want to bring him back is you're talking about a guy who's about to turn 40, who ended his last season season with an injury. I mean, that doesn't give you a lot of good feelings going into 2024. So again, if it's the Braves and Charlie Morton wants to come back, I feel like they pick him. I feel like they pick up the option because you do need pitching, as a lot of you have suggested in here. And I think you can just count on Charlie Morton to give you, you know, solid innings throughout the regular season. And as a lot of other you other people in here have said already, even if you do bring him back, you still need to go out and get another pitcher. So I can see it either way. I could go either way with it. I'm I'm kind of starting to lean towards not bringing him back, using that money to just get that quality depth and spread spread that money around. You know, take a shot on some guys looking to rebound uh, and add that quality depth there and see what hits. Um, I kind of like that idea a little bit better because, like I said, it all your starting pitching staff when it comes to the postseason, which now we're that's what we're looking at. Nothing matters except for October. That's what I've been told. If you don't have Strider and Freed healthy and ready to go, then nothing else really matters. Well, if your offense can't hit, then it doesn't matter anyway. But you got to have Strider and Freed. It's all about finding that third guy, which hopefully you can do throughout the season, or hopefully, again, you find this quality depth and one of those guys kind of pops off and becomes that third starter. But your starting rotation, you know, was really built around Freed and Strider at the top. How do you back those guys up in the rotation? I think the smartest, most efficient way to do that would be to spread that money around and just create some quality depth in the rotation with you know some veteran guys, like I said, some guys looking to rebound, maybe a Giolito, a Flaherty, Severino, guys like that, maybe another veteran guy like Lance Lynn if he becomes a free agent. So, again, that's probably what I would do, but we'll see what the Braves do. We'll see what Charlie Borton does, and we'll continue uh, this discussion as well. As again, it's a, it's a decision that is going to impact the Braves offseason in a big way. Whatever the decision is, it's really going to affect what the Braves do this offseason and how aggressive they are. One of my fears is that if Charlie Morton does come back and you bring him back, does Alex Anthopoulos then not really go after any starting pitchers this offseason? I think that would be a mistake because I do think you need to go out and, and get that quality depth, however you can do that. Um, so that would be one of my fears. If, if you bring Charlie Morton back, you say there's $20 million right there for a starting pitcher we don't have the money to go out and get anybody else and we lean on what what you already have in the system you know that's a fear for me so again i I could go either way i lean towards you know 
let Charlie Morton go off and retire. Let's move on, spend that money to try to spread out the quality depth in the rotation because you need a lot of pitchers to get through a season. And so I think that might be the smarter way to go through with it. Uh, we'll continue this discussion here in, min- in a minute. want to get some of your thoughts as well. Talk about that World Series matchup. We'll do all of that here after the break. October baseball is back. World Series baseball is here, and you can make the most of your postseason with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you will get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account, then get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. Who do you think? is going to win this World Series matchup. I want to know. Let me know down in the comments section below. Who do you think is winning this World Series? I, th- I could see it going either way. Should be a really fun matchup. And if you feel really strongly about your pick, head on over to FanDuel. If you don't want to wait until the whole game is over to get your W, predict, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. Head on over to FanDuel.com slash on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets. Also, make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash play safe to stay in control of the way you play. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Again, the World Series starts on this Friday night. Catch all the action on SiriusXM with the SXM app. It'll be the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Like I said, want to hear your thoughts. Who do you think is going to win? Let me know down in the comment section below, excited for that World Series. Maybe one of the more highly anticipated World Series for me, at least, just because it's it's two different teams. It seems we didn't expect, and as much as I complain about the postseason format, uh, you know, I am excited to see this matchup very much so, because it's not one any of us thought we were going to get, and it's a couple of young, exciting teams, so should be a fun one. See Lee Carter saying Rangers, John uh, Blaze saying Texas, but wouldn't count out the Diamondbacks. Uh, certainly, uh, Hollywood says Rangers. I picked them to go to the World Series in April. That's a good pick there. Um, but getting back into the Charlie Morton discussion here, kind of running through the comments and, and questions as well. Any other questions you might have outside of Charlie Morton? Matt Mock says, do you think Ron Washington stays with the Braves or is he gone? There's some very interesting managerial jobs open um, that I think Ron Washington will get a look. I think he's going to come back. <laughs> I kind of feel like if he was going to get another job at this point or at some point, I think he probably would have by now. He's not getting any younger, although he looks like he has more energy than I do out there. Um, I want to say he's going to come back. I hope he comes back. I haven't really heard his name or any other Braves coach's names mentioned, which is a bit of a surprise, and I hope that remains the case. Um, but I hope he comes back. Uh, Rick Parada says, Bauer in another starter. A lot of you like Trevor Bauer. That's very interesting. Like I said, I'm going to do a Probably do a whole podcast on that uh, situation and what, you know, would the Braves bring back Bauer? Would it be a good decision? What would that look like? I don't even know. So I'm curious to go through and kind of do a deep dive on that. Matt Mock says Diamondbacks in six, Joe Mixon Rangers in six, and Garcia wins MVP. Um, Lee Carter, Jake, what happened to the bats? I have no idea. Um, John Blaze says Thomas, he had one bad start in the postseason. He really wasn't that bad. I think you're talking about, uh, Aaron Nola. Um, I think Thomas is talking about during the regular season. Nola was so inconsistent during the regular season. You talk about the inconsistencies of Charlie Morton. Aaron Nola was even more so. Um, so that's why I say, you know, signing him, you know, as great as he was in the postseason, 
Aaron Nola has his warts as well. There's not a, a perfect pitcher out there on the free agent market uh, that I think you're going to get. Joey Me says, hey, Jake, uh, my opinion, Charlie is a brave making $20 million or he retires. I don't think A allows him to talk to other teams. He'd be the best starter in about half of the MLB teams. I, I don't disagree. I, I think it's still a very solid deal for $20 million a year. Robert says, every day are here. Love the podcast. Uh, appreciate that. Kevin Capps, glad Pierce Johnson um, got re-signed. Um, not going to lie, I've been out for a while, so I may have missed that. I saw other people talking about that as well. So um, Pierce Johnson uh, is coming back for the Braves. So breaking news to me, I just got back from church and, ju and jumped on the podcast, so I miss missed this, but that is great news. Uh, seemed like a no-brainer, two years, $14.25 So Pierce Johnson is coming back. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, about that news is I did miss that before I sat down to record. So uh, great deal there. Seemed like a no-brainer. He was great with the Braves. Um, and so glad that he's back. That solves one question in the bullpen. Uh, certainly glad to have Pierce Johnson back. Um, the battery says, listening to Morton at the end of the season, it felt like he wasn't confident he'd want to continue anywhere except Atlanta. Yeah, well, I, I absolutely think it's Atlanta or he retires. And I think it's that $20 million or he retires. I don't think he's going to take any less. AG7, not only do they need someone to potentially take Charlie's spot, they need someone to fill the number two uh, spot after next year with Max likely gone. And that's a good point. And, and I've talked about that as well. If it's not Charlie Morton and he doesn't come back, as risky as signing free agents are, I do think maybe you look to get somebody that is going to be on the in the rotation for the next three or four years. Uh, because you're going to need some help in that rotation once Max leaves. I'm assuming Max leaves after 2024. Hope that's not the case. Um, Kevin Caps, they're going to need three starters by the end of next year. Freed and Morton gone, right hurt. Elder and Strider, all that's left. Hopefully, AJ Smith-Shawver and Hurston Waldrop can fill some of those. I'd look more towards 2025, which is when you're going to need those guys. And so that could be good timing for them. Uh, if you get those guys ready and prepared for 2025, that would certainly help with some of those departures. Um, let's see. Lance says Phillies are at home and it's a great day. Uh, Robbie Lyle. How about Cody Bellinger? Um, I don't, first of all, I don't think the Braves are going to pay the price for Cody Bellinger. I think he's going to, uh, get a big deal this year. And I just don't know how confident I am that he can repeat what he did last year. So it's the, it's, it'd be a great fit because you could, Play him in the outfield. You can give him some days at first base uh, where he's a good defender, wherever you put him. So I understand the fit. I don't think the Braves are going to pay the price. Uh, CJ Palmer, I say spend the $20 million on someone with more upside potential at this point. Keeping him around for veteran leadership has run its course. I don't disagree with that. I also don't know, you know, like I said, unless you go after a Giolito, a Flaherty, guys who have been really good in the past and hope that they kind of rebound, Severino, um, you know, I'm okay going that route as well. I don't think you're going to find somebody out here that's just really, you know, that top of the rotation type of guy. I, I just don't. I don't think Aaron Nola is that. I don't, I don't think Sonny Gray even is that. I just don't see that guy. I see some mid-rotation starters, and that's fine, but you're going to pay $22, 23000000 million a year for them over four to five years. It's just rather risky. Um, Nick Young asks about the extension of Johnson. I like it. I think that's great. Two more years, a uh, really solid reliever. You know, I still view him as more of a sixth, seventh inning guy. Uh, I think they still got a lot of work they need to do in the 
you know, in the uh, reliever market this offseason. Still got some work to do there, but Pierce Johnson is certainly a great start. Uh, Matthew Biddingham. Hey, Jake, happy to finally make it to a live stream. Loved your Soroka video. If you haven't checked that out from yesterday's podcast, go give it a listen. Also give Rangers fans a bit of a break. They've been trying for 70 years and are still waiting for the first World Series championship. I made one like just comment about one about the 162 and how it's everybody's saying it's meaningless. And all I got was Rangers fans in my comments hating on that, saying just all kinds of crazy things uh, and getting upset. I just thought it was rather weird. I didn't say anything about the Rangers. They were a great team most of the year um, and certainly deserve to be there. Not saying anything about that. Um, but I think there is a discussion to be had about 162 still meaning something, but did not mean that to be a slight against the Rangers in any means. Um, all right. That's all we got time for today. If I missed your comments, make sure you drop it in the YouTube comment section. I'll try to get to that in the replies. Thanks so much for being here with me. Thanks so much for watching or listening to Lockdown Brave, supporting the podcast here. I really do appreciate it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at shortstop ball, lockdown underscore Braves, all that stuff. Thank you so much for your support. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 